Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Spencer Puy joined alongside Nick Verzlini and the sports doctor, Colin McLaughlin. I love how uh, this has taken off after Jim Klein a week ago today called me the sports doctor, and now it's not going to end, and we're going to even try to use it some more, hopefully. Yeah, um, I, I gave him the heads up that I added that today, and he, he said, I don't know if I'll be able to listen to the very beginning, and then he just texted us and said, boom, yes, he is. So, shout out there for Jim. Hope you enjoyed the new intro. Thank you. Uh, Jim Klein, next Tuesday we're going to get him on. Colin is He doesn't know popular. that yet, but I'm assuming he he thinks that. Next Tuesday we'll have you and Jim Klein on to talk the first volleyball game. Who is that against? Who Who's playing in that game? I need to double check. Hold on. Let me look. I think I have it on my phone here. So, seventh, we got Hedgesville at Spring Mills Volleyball. There you that go. That will be our first game, as Jim just texted it, too. <laughs> At the He's same on time, top yep. of it. He's and on top of it more than you on are. On Thursday, we got Berkeley Springs at Martinsburg Volleyball. So next week, the start of volleyball broadcasting. Two great games, hopefully, for JV and Varsity. Yeah, that'll be on TV 10 only. You can catch that as well on our YouTube channel, WRNRTV. Um, today is a big day in the NFL. It's uh, Coach wants to see you bring your playbook day. Uh, it's cut down day. Shocking cut today came out around 10-15. New England Patriots have cut Cam Newton, Mac Jones to start. I, this is crazy to me. I mean, I knew they were leaning towards Mac Jones, but cut the guy that you're not even paying that much money to be a back. Like, why isn't he your backup? I don't know what, like, I don't get it. I do not get it at all. Well, we talked about it a little bit on the show yesterday, and I didn't expect him to be cut, but I just don't think Cam Newton fits this system that they want to run in New England. You know, he's a guy that, is more would fit better in like a, a Ravens type system or the Eagles maybe um, could be an option for him. He just doesn't fit well in that straight drop back, you know, check down offense. He's got a big arm. He can get out and run, you know, so more of a spread, more of a, you know, option style offense fits better for Cam Newton's play style, even at this point in his career. So I think that's why, or, I guess, yeah, why they decided to part ways. But it it was a little bit um, confusing because obviously this guy is your best option, I think, in terms of just a pure quarterback to have on your bench opposed to, I guess, it would be Brian Hoyer at this point if he's still in New England as their backup. I, is he? I thought I they brought him back. I, I don't know. That, that's I think... what I'd be worried about, though, if I'm the New England Patriots, cutting a guy like Cam Newton. Now you don't really have that veteran he is, he is on the in the system. Still. Well, Brian Hoyer is a veteran. Now, he's not very good, but he is a veteran. I mean, do you trust him to be the he backup be over be- Cam Newton? I, I think he's a better fit in terms of their offense. Over Cam Newton. Cam Newton's not the same player. Let's say right. Mac Jones goes down. Hopefully not, because I like Mac Jones. Great guy. I, I'm happy that he's going to be the starter. You know him? You said he's <laughs> as, a great guy. As a player, Seems like a great guy. <laughs> as a player, he's a great guy. We saw in college at Alabama that he was great. He won the national championship, did tremendously. 
If he somehow goes down, you want Brian Hoyer over Cam Newton? I don't know if I – I think he's a better fit, though. I mean, I don't know. I just I just don't no. – I didn't see anything good from Cam Newton that makes me say, oh, I want him as, our Patri- as the Patriots quarterback because what did he do last year when he was the starter for – the majority of the season, if not all the games, I can't remember if he. But got you hurt think or Brian Hoyer's going to do better? I don't think than he's that? a better quarterback, but I think for their system, he would work better. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would tend to agree with that that statement right there. Um, also, some news coming out of New England: cornerback Stephon Gilmore will miss the opening to the 2021 season. He's still on the reserve slash pup list. He'll miss at least the first six weeks after he was recovering from a torn quad suffered in week 15 of last season. That's a, a big loss at corner for the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, especially because this is a team that values itself on defense. Yes. So, you know, you look at uh, Gilmore, you know, he's obviously one of the top corners in the league and what was expected to be one of the best defenses in the league after all the money they spent this offseason. Uh, you know, not having him for, you said, six weeks it was. So that yeah. that's definitely significant. I think moving forward, especially now well, that they're I think, going, I think that's the pup list. You're on the pup list okay. for at least six weeks. So yeah. he could. He's. I'm guessing he'll get back to practice probably or start practicing again week four, week five. But either way, you know, when you're going with now Mac Jones as the starting quarterback, that's a young guy. You want to have defense that you can rely on, and that will certainly bring down, I think, their quality of their defense just a little bit because defense in a good running game is the key to winning with a young quarterback, typically. Oh, def- definitely. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be tough, though, six, almost seven weeks without your uh, best cornerback, one of, as we said, best corners in the game. It's going to be tough for New England, especially now that, obviously, they have a rookie quarterback in at the starter. The good thing for them is, besides the Bills, they don't really face a elite offense. I mean, Miami's getting better, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think you have to worry as much about their passing attack with Tua because he kind of struggled last year to throw the ball deep down the field. So I think while they are a talented team, I, I just don't know if defensively in within the division at least that they'll be challenged as much. Which I don't know exactly what their first six games are, but I'm presuming they're playing at least two divisional games or so. Also, just a quick note: I saw there's a tweet from Rich. Semini, I believe he is. I'm not too certain who he is, but it was uh, he's an ESPN NFL Nation reporter for the Jets. Uh, ages of AFC start AFC starting quarterbacks. Guess who the oldest AFC starting quarterback is? Uh, Josh Allen at 25. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's what's happening now. Though the only veterans that you really have left are Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and Tom Brady. Yeah, I just thought that and was crazy. I guess crazy. Fitzpatrick, I just saw if that. you want to add him in there. Yeah. Um, also, some news: Dallas Cowboys have released quarterback Garrett Gilbert to bat. He was initially slated to be the backup to Dak. Now Cooper Rush will be the backup. They have also released former seventh round pick in twenty twenty and former JMU quarterback Ben DiNucci. Uh, both of those guys could be practice squad candidates, but that's pretty big going into the season that you're releasing. Uh, you're having Cooper Rush to be your backup at least for now. Um, and something that Colin really wanted to touch on was uh, Carolina Panthers have released a 2019 third-round pick Will Greer, former WVU quarterback, and that makes former XFL starter P.J. Walker the backup for Sam Darnold. Yeah, it's definitely weird because obviously being a West Virginia fan, you want to see success for the former Mountaineer quarterback Will Greer. 
a lot of people were saying that he outshined uh, P.J. Walker there in the preseason. P.J. Walker, for those that don't remember, XFL star in the quarterback system, but hopefully Will Greer gets signed somewhere else. I don't know where he would fit or what's going to happen with him, even if he just, I guess, would have to take a year off, be a coach somewhere, or do some sort of training camp. But I think that he can still remain in the NFL and deserves a better shot than Carolina was giving him. Final take, Nick? He'll get a shot somewhere. I mean, he started before. I don't think he played very well in an actual regular season game. I mean, he's decent. Uh, you know, obviously, um, WVU fans are probably upset about this because they obviously like Will Greer. I mean, the guy who just won a Heisman there. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see where he ends up. But I, I think he'll get another shot somewhere, though. All right, well, we've reached the end of our first segment. Today's edition of the Sports Mix is sponsored in part by Brown's Senior Home and Cremation, Robert, in Field, Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. We'll be back. We'll talk some Washington football team cuts as they're coming in. I think they only have five or six players they got to get down to get down to 53. That's next and more on the Sports Mix. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. WVU Medicine introduces a new minimally invasive hysterectomy surgery to our area. V-Notes is an advanced gynecologic technique that provides many benefits to patients, such as shorter hospital stays, less post-operative pain, faster recoveries, and no visible scars. Dr. Aaron Miller and Dr. Lori Tucker with WVU Medicine OBGYN in Martinsburg are the only OBGYNs in the Baltimore-Washington metropolitan area currently offering this cutting-edge procedure. WVU Medicine, the future of surgery is here. NCAA Division II football returns to TV 10 with the Shepherd University Rams. Big hole for Sheldon Evans running off the left side. 15, 10, 5. End zone. Touchdown, Sheldon Evans. This is Nick Verzellini. Be sure to join Travis Smith and me on Thursday, September 2nd, as the Rams travel to Ohio Dominican to take on the Panthers. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. Catch all the action all season long on TV10 and the WRNR-TV YouTube channel.
You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to the Tuesday, August 31st edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy joined alongside Nick Verzellini and the sports doctor, Colin McLaughlin. That's never going to get old. We're going to say that We just time. need to find nicknames for you guys. I mean, we got it. Nicky V over there, the Dicky V of the show. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you thought I was saying. I don't know where your head's at today. Uh, but... NFL Cutdown Day, we talked about some shocking cuts across the NFL. Now we're going to talk about the team that we air on our station, the Washington football team. They've made quite a few interesting cuts so far. They cut 10 players going into today. A lot of those guys weren't shocking. A lot of guys, those guys last night were expected. But today, I'd say four to five shocking cuts so far, maybe six. I'd say uh, Jimmy Moreland. I don't know why that he was, was the cut. biggest shock. That I was think. the biggest shock. Now I'd say one and one A would be that and Antonio Gandy Golden. I'd go one and two, but yeah, one and one A if you want to make it a tie. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know why they Gandy Golden showed so much in the last two preseason games. I don't know why they cut him. So they ended up going with Carter, I guess. He's on the roster. I guess they'll go with Carter and Dax Millen. Interesting. Millen, yeah. Millen. I'm not sure how to say his name, but that's interesting to me. And at corner, they're going with Troy Apke. I don't like Troy Apke. Never Apke have liked the guy. He's never been good. The only the only upside to him is he plays special teams and he plays little bit above decent special teams. And that's why you got to keep him, I guess. He can play safety too. He, right? he needs special teams. He played teams. safety, but he sucked at stay safety. Man, he's not a very good corner based on what I've seen that's in true. the preseason. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, it just depends. It seems like Ron Rivera, Spencer. I don't think we're on. By the way, yeah, there we are. There we are. We're good enough. Uh, well, you want to go over that again then, I guess, just real quick. Yeah, uh, so welcome back to the sports mix. Uh, <laughs> the Washington football team cut 10 players yesterday. None of those guys were not expected to cut, get cut. But today, about five, four or five guys so far, they still have five, I believe, remaining to get cut. Some big guys that were cut. Jimmy Moreland, the cornerback, and as well as safety Jeremy Reeves. You would have thought that uh, those guys would have stayed on the roster. Yeah, so like we said uh, when we weren't on the air, but uh, <laughs> I, we don't think Apke is a pretty very good corner or safety. But what I was going to say is, it seems like Ron Rivera really values special teams, so that's why he kept him. Um, but to me, it makes more sense to have guys that can give you stuff on defense, offense, and special teams, opposed to just special teams players. But again, Don uh, Carter probably going to make the team as just DeAndre a Carter. Yeah, I, I was going to call him the. Delonte Carter, I don't even know what I was going to call him, but I was going to call him something else. Um, but then, yeah, Antonio Gandy-Golden also cut. Right. So we, I thought that it would make more sense to have Gandy-Golden on the team as an actual receiver. But, again, they're going with the Carter direction. Maybe I would like to see them. Well, go. we don't even know that. It seems that they're going to go with him. Are they going to keep seven wide receivers is the question. Because well, I guess not. I don't, I don't know I don't what know. they do there. <laughs> I don't know. But I thought Gandy-Golden would be in that top seven. Yeah, I thought they were leaning towards Gandy Golden or Dax Millen, but apparently they've cut Gandy Golden, which to me doesn't make any sense. What do you think about that, Colin? 
I'm just thinking that it's definitely interesting. I'm even looking at the running back position with uh, Peyton Barber getting cut as well. As our TV just went down here, hopefully it's just uh, possible Comcast issues. We'll keep you guys updated with uh, the incoming weather. That could be the possibility as it comes right back up. So, yeah, it just keeps going back and forth. Hopefully it's not doing that for our viewers as well. But somebody that really surprised me that it seems like is going to uh, make the team is Sammy Reyes. I don't, Samus Reyes, I think. Well, at first I was on the line. I like the story and everything. But after that first preseason week when the depth chart and everything came out, he was the fourth string tight end. But he also hadn't played in the NFL. You were not going to put him as the third string or second string tight end because he's never played football in his entire life. Which is also another reason why I thought that he wasn't going to make the team. You can't because attack he hasn't Spencer's played boy, football Reyes. in the entire life. You can't attack Spencer's boy, Samus Reyes. He's I been mean, hyping him up since before the show even started. I mean, I'm happy for him, but... What I'm looking at here on ESPN is because he's, I guess, the best blocking tight end. And if that's true, I'm all for it because we want well, Antonio Gibson Tamar to have Hemingway, a better Hemingway, who was the second string going in when the first depth chart, depth chart release. So they cut him. So then that automatically moves Samus Race up to number three. That's true. And then they cut the they cut the tight end. They got off waivers from the Eagles a couple weeks ago because I think he was just a guy to – he was just a guy that they wanted to have on for camp. At the end of the day, the third string tight end really doesn't matter. So I think if you're looking at your third tight end, you know, you go with a guy that you have think has some potential. It seems like people seem to think that uh, Reyes has potential as maybe being, you know, a future tight end for you because Logan Thomas is going to get the majority of the reps. And then the second string Bates will probably come in and, you know, in certain packages, but for the most part, you know, the third tight end, unless there's an injury, won't really matter that much. Yeah, yeah. he's really only going to be used for blocking and maybe on special teams. Maybe on special teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Another key cut here, which we kind of debated on the show, Grant Paulson talked about it when he was on the show, was cutting Peyton Barber. Everybody thought they were going to go with four running backs, but they cut Peyton Barber. Yeah. So, <laughs> kind of zoned out for a second there, uh, just because I was looking at something that was going on. Um, but, yeah, Peyton Barber, he, he got cut. Is that what you said? Yeah. That's kind of surprising. I thought they'd keep him as their goal line guy. But, like I said, if if they felt like Patterson was the better overall running back, you know, then that makes sense because, really, Barber, to me, hasn't been that productive, especially as a pass catcher. That's true. And when you got a guy that can also possibly still be your goal line guy and jd mckissick yeah, i think that somebody I, I think like patterson's Peyton Barber, got some some pop to him when he runs i, I agree i was Even very impressed with him running back here during the uh, preseason i look forward to mckissick uh patterson and gibson all there with that running back core i think they're all going to be got, the dual threat options that's though. what i'm saying you, you got three dual threat options but you don't the one thing the only one thing that i liked about peyton barber he was a big goal line guy you were three, four yards out. But maybe that's not he what they want anymore. I, uh, I, maybe, mean, I, I, I mean, yes, if there's a goal line situation, you want a guy like that, but maybe they just don't think that this season they're going to be in too many of those opportunities with the explosive players that Washington has, and you can always just put in a tight end, I think, at fullback and pound it in that way. Just give it to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Man, Let him what? get in there. So a guy they have yet to make a decision on, which I'm looking at their unofficial depth chart, which has not obviously been updated, is 
Um, if we said Samus Reyes has appeared to make the team, are they going to cut Ricky Seals Jones at tight end? He's currently listed as the fourth, I guess, because the second string tight end's gone because that was Tamaric Hemingway. But that's interesting to me because he's a former chief. So they brought him in as I remember in the offseason, they brought him in as before they drafted Bates and obviously before they had Reyes, and he was going to be their second, third guy. Based on what I've seen, now I haven't watched every second of Washington football team preseason, but I don't even remember Ricky Seals Jones doing anything. That's true. So it wouldn't shock me if he got cut. He's had moments in the actual regular season with other teams where he's been somewhat productive, but this preseason, I don't remember anything. Maybe I've missed it. I mean, Colin, you've probably watched way more than I have. And I'm guessing, Spencer, you have as well because I don't really care about preseason football just in general. But, uh, you know, have you seen Ricky Seals-Jones do much? I don't think so. <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> I don't think so either. So, I just think it's interesting because when they signed him, it was a very In terms of a sign. name, yeah, I agree that he. you would have thought you might have penciled him in on your on your roster when you were thinking of the original 53. But after we've seen the production, I, I just didn't see much out of him based on highlights and numbers that I've looked at. So right now at the wide receiver spot, it's obviously you got Terry McLaurin, Adam Humphreys, Curtis Samuel, Cam Sims, Deami Brown, I think is your next guy up, and then DeAndre Carter and Dax Millen. So that's your wide receiver core. Pending any more cuts, they still got I three. I think one more is going to get gut. I mean, I believe so too. I you got that's At just least. the current situation on their roster, unless something has happened. Uh, uh, Dax Millen has made the roster. That's according to Ben Standig, uh, or John Kime reported that as well. Um, so that's pretty big. You just said one guy gets cut. Is that DeAndre Carter? No, I think you keep Carter as your special teams guy. Well, then it just goes against what you just said. Well, then they're going to cut. I know. Just don't it, forget. The, but it just seems like. Apke for that reason. But if you look at their kick return. I wouldn't do that personally. So if you look so if you look right now at what they have listed on their unofficial depth chart for their kick returner, there's nobody on their kick returner because they've cut Danny Johnson, the cornerback. They've cut Isaiah Wright. I don't know who the other guy was that was in here. That was the second string. There's no second string. And then for punt returners, DeAndre Carter is the only guy. So I don't know where you go with that. I'm thinking you you go um, with uh, – who am I thinking of right now? You go, you go with Jared Patterson as one of the returners, whether he's a backup or he's the main returner. Um, but the next thing I'm looking at is what do they do at safety with that four safety spot between DeShazer Everett and Derek Forrest? Derek Forrest is a rookie – uh, that could be a big thing that comes out. He's a rookie out of Cincinnati. I don't know if he makes the team or not, or DeShazer Everett makes the team. Or they keep him, and they have, what is it, five safeties since they've cut Cole Luke and they've cut Jeremy Reeves. And then at the other, I mean, you got Kendall Fuller at your corner, William Jackson, Benjamin St. Juiced, Danny Johnson's gone, Troy Apke there. They've cut Lyndon Stevens. Are you going to keep both Daryl Roberts and Torrey McTire? That's a that's a key spot right there. That's with, a lot of corners, right? I mean, that's going I mean, that's what one, two, three, four, five. That's six corners. Yeah, I think. I, I was know. about to say, do you really need six corners? Usually, about five or six, I would think most teams have. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's so they, maybe where you they cut a safety. You have Apke that can play both. But can he really play both? I, I mean, at least no, he's played but both, but maybe not. That's what it seems like they think. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
We'll see. And then also, are they going to keep David Bada, who made, a, I believe it was a sack or two on Saturday night. He is, again, like Samus Race, he's an international player. So if you cut him, put him on your practice squad, he doesn't count against the number of players on the practice squad. So I don't know what they do there. He did make a big impression the other night. I agree, especially there in that uh, Baltimore Ravens game, even though it was a yeah. loss, he had some positive moments. I think, and the Ravens were playing the majority of their starters, and he was still making plays. So, yeah, he he should carve out a role in some capacity for the team. I think it'll be interesting to see over the the next less than three and a half hours now to see what the the football team does. Yeah, I mean, with those every final time you get to those these... final like three or four spots, I think it really is. It's down to three or four spots, and you got to two see what other teams do because you might be interested in some players on some other teams where you feel like you need an upgrade. So. The roster, while it might be set by that time, it might change over the next coming days if somebody that you had your eye on gets That's cut. That's true. That is, that is very true. Or gets put on a practice squad. Got any final thoughts for this segment? No, all good. Good segment. All right. Well, we've hit the bottom of the hour now. Uh, it's time to take our second break of the show. This segment was sponsored in part by Rock Wool. Rock Wool is now, Rock Wool is now hiring for their new facility in Ransom. All employees receive competitive wages and great benefits plans, training programs that support their career growth. Go to rockwooljobs.com slash radio. We'll be back for more on the other side of this break. Owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Part of the Nats' bright future and join the team. The future, here it is. Become a Nats Plus member for guaranteed opening day tickets. Up to 30% off concessions and merchandise. Exclusive events with Nationals players and more. Premier plans start at just $19 per game with flexible payment options. We can't spell curly W without you. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back. To the sports mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV10 streaming live on the TV10 Facebook. Uh, this segment brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets, design bedding, designer bedding, outdoor living, family owned and operated. 
360 Hack Wilson Way, Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. You can also get one of these if you're watching on TV 10. A Yeti. A good old nice Yeti. I went on Saturday, bought me a new Yeti. Very friendly staff down there at Orsini's. Great family-owned business. Got to support local, right? You got to support local businesses. I'll never not support a local business. But speaking of something local that's not local, but trying to be something local, in Ohio is this high school named Bishop Sycamore. They're trying to be a high school, but they're really not a high school. Interesting situation over the weekend. Uh, ESPN broadcasted a high school game on Sunday, which saw IMG Academy, one of the best high schools in the country when it comes to getting people to the Division I level, against this team named Bishop Sycamore out of Ohio. Uh, they don't, um, they're not really a high school. Yeah, it looks like what I'm reading here is that it's just an online only charter school out of Columbus, Ohio, which is actually where we're heading in a couple of days as well, Nick. Yeah, uh, I saw this article, um, very kind of confusing. I don't really understand how ESPN like didn't do any research or whatever, and <laughs> I don't even understand how this happened, really. I really don't understand how it happened either. I'm still confused. Yeah, I was watching the game actually, honestly, for a little bit on Sunday, just scrolling through. I saw IMG playing uh, this nobody school, and it was an absolute blowout. It's so like 56 a lot zero? of people were questioning how well, in the world did this online only charter school one have a football team? Because if it's online only, how, how how do you get guys together for that? How do you know? I don't know, but something that I also think is is really interesting about this is. Um, it, during the broadcast, I didn't watch the game, but I watched when I saw it. I watched the highlights, just because I wanted to see how bad this team really was. And after it was like twenty-one to zero in the first quarter, whoever the broadcasters were on ESPN were like, "Yeah, they've told us these are guys are Division One prospects. We can't seem to find anything on it in our system <laughs> or anything related systems." And I was like, "Right there, obviously something's wrong. If you can't find anything on them." Why do you think they're legitimate? And it turns out... How'd they get IMG to play them? I don't know. They're, if you go... I need to find the article that I was reading last night. Um, I, I don't know if it's been taken down, but on Max Preps, it has a schedule. Um, let me find this. I meant to because pull it up earlier. You'd think IMG wouldn't want to play somebody that's not a legitimate football program. I mean, usually they play top-ranked national teams, and that's why ESPN would pick up the game. And then number two... Like, did ESPN not look into not any of their players, it? not be like, uh, yeah, do any prep for the game? I mean, because if they're just sit, sitting there at halftime, like, well, they told us they were Division One players, but obviously they're not because they're getting killed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, that doesn't make any sense. To well, me. here's their roster, not their roster, their uh, schedule via Max Preps, which I got to make sure the volume's all the way down because, you know, Max Preps. They like to play videos. Likes to play videos automatically. Um, so I am. They played a game. It stated them as playing a game on Thursday, eight nineteen. Not the game because the whole thing was they apparently played on Friday night last week, and then they yeah played, they played Still Rocks out of Pennsylvania and then went over to Canton, Ohio for that Hall of Fame game and played IMG on Sunday. And it wasn't. I mean, you can't do that with high school players. No, 
It, that, but you that's shouldn't not, do that, that with anybody. Yeah, but that's not on their max prep schedule. So their max prep schedule shows 8-19, a game at Bishop Hoban out of Akron. And then it has the IMG game, which they lost 58-0 to on Sunday at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Then this Friday, they're stated to play Johnson Central out of Paintsville, Ohio. Or not Ohio, Paintsville, Kentucky, excuse me. And then Duncanville, Texas, that is also what I read, one of the best teams in the nation when it comes to high school football team. St. Edward out of Lakewood, I'm not too sure where that is. DeMatha out of Hyattsville, Maryland, one of the best top programs up there with IMG Academy. Uh, St. Thomas Moore out of Oakdale, Connecticut. And then St. Francis Academy out of Baltimore, Maryland. And Life Christian Academy out of Chester, Virginia. Those are all on the schedule. They're obviously not going to play those games now, but all those teams were also duped into playing them. Like, if you think about that, not only was ESPN duped into broadcasting this game, they were the, all these teams were duped into scheduling this team. And it also begs the question, how long has this been going on? Is this the first time that they created a team and this just got brought up, or has this been going on for years with this same school over and over? I don't know. It, it's very strange to me that that schools with one schedule team that they don't know anything about. And, and then that ESPN would say, yeah, let's go broadcast this game and then get there at the game and realize that pretty much, yeah, they got duped. And, like, that that's crazy to me. I was about to say, did the team like schedule Colin it or did I, ESPN schedule it? Because it was that Hall of Fame game there in Canton. I mean, enough. obviously, somebody higher up than the these game. schools would have to. Because that's your big Sunday. Colin, you and I high could go out game. on the street, go get some high school kids, and apparently ESPN cor- and get ESPN to broadcast. So I don't know how much I trust this source, but I'm just going to read this source off of TotalProSports.com. Um, according to Awful Announcing, the game was scheduled by Paragon Marketing Group, whose president Richard Ghazi denied having knowledge of Bishop Sycamore's Friday game. Um, the high the Ohio High School Athletic Association doesn't recognize Bishop Sycamore as a legitimate high school. Their physical their quote physical location, practice facilities, and roster eligibility could not be verified. Um, just in case that wasn't crazy enough, the team's head coach Roy Johnson also allegedly has an active warrant thanks to fraud charges. Wow. That, yeah, that I saw sense, that. Right? I don't know if it's accurate, if it was previous, or if it's possibly somehow linked to what's going on right now with them basically lying about having these Division One prospect stars that are supposed to be the future well, of football and then that getting embarrassed saw, 58 to nothing by IMG. I also saw that one of these Which players... Which honestly isn't that bad if, if they're just some... Random high school. Well, kids. okay, so this is what <laughs> I mean, so this is what I'm reading. Unless IMG put in backups, bad. I don't yeah, know. But either way, I've read this um, online. I can't remember the source, but I was looking at it last night. I should have saved the source so I could talk about it more than just talking about it. I could cite the source here on the show. But apparently, players couldn't be found when they were looked up on like uh, whatever prospect. What are those prospect websites? Twenty four seven sports or ESPN top three hundred. Apparently, they were found and then. They were class of 2021, and like one guy was in California, and one guy was in Oklahoma, and so they were—they're not even high school age kids. Okay, well then, that explains why they only lost 58 nothing, and not worse. Yeah, they're older than <laughs> high school kids, so I think that's that's really interesting to me. 
how all of this just got like the oversight for all of this doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm looking here at SB Nation, and it goes into detail that the school's website has a blank page in its about us section, makes no mention of education, but has a blog that is only for their football players to get noticed by recruiters, and that the school is not listed in the directory of the Ohio High School Athletic Association, and it's also the second year of its program. <laughs> How did this school get on know. ESPN? I don't know. I'm so confused in my like like myself. I'm extremely confused. I don't know. I think this is just crazy that it happened. Like, how do you let that happen? Like, I don't know who just doesn't see this. I don't know if somebody was paid. Like, you wonder if that Paragon Marketing Group's uh, director was paid. Paid off. I I don't know. To see what they could do. To see if they could scam ESPN and dupe them out of playing, playing a game. I think that's pretty interesting all in itself. This entire story is just crazy. I mean, you got a team that is an online only charter school, played two games in three days, lost in both of them, and one was to the best team in the entire nation in multiple sports, probably one of the most well known high schools in IMG Academy out of Florida. <laughs> so if you go to bishopsycamore.com. I just clicked the link. It yeah, it says, says under maintenance. It seems we can't find what you're looking for. Perhaps searching can help. You hit home, and that's what. <laughs> this is hilarious. And then you can look, and their whole thing. Our site is coming soon. They've just taken down their site altogether, which is pretty interesting. Um, I wonder how much. Apparently, 20 hours ago, according to Dallas News, Duncanville is still scheduled to play Ohio Sycamore. I mean, it's a team, but it's not really a school. And it, I think what ultimately it comes down to is the fact that they lied about having the Division One prospects in it. It's a team that did not deserve to be in a primetime slot on ESPN. Oh, and there SI. should have com. been a better team to play IMG. SI.com says, uh, parent and player shed more light on Bishop Sycamore football fiasco. This is interesting. I'm just reading this. Part of a federal fraud investigation after the African Methodist Episcopal Church denied being involved with his previous football-focused school. So the coach is in fraud for having a previous football-focused school that was trying to be tied to the African Methodist Episcopal Church. So apparently just what it seems like is it's the online charter school that they just get all these high school athletes to do so they don't I, really I assume, have to go to class they just have to do stuff online and then they I assume, just practice most I assume of the time it's more like football. a prep school which they didn't classify it correctly because if these guys were class of 2021 then I assume that this graduated. is more of a prep school right but yep. it's all online yeah um Johnson also has an active bench warrant for failing to appear in a domestic violence case this just goes on and on. Uh, Ray Holtzclaw is the father of Judah Holtzclaw, a former Sycamore player who is now on a football team at Youngstown State. Judah had planned on playing with Sycamore in the spring 2021 season, but his father told Awful and Outhing in a, in a lengthy interview, chaotic mismanagement prevented that from happening. Quote, they assured me everything would be taken care of, and then we were supposed to start playing football for them in the spring, Ray said. 
they had a schedule they put put out about two, maybe three weeks before the game was scheduled to play. I said, where's the rest of the team and where are the uniforms? Where's all the stuff? This is just crazy. Uh, he was, when Ray and Judah traveled to the next camp ahead of the rest of the team, he was hit with a surprise bill for $2,500. The hotel told him none of the team's 15 rooms had been paid for. It just keeps getting more crazy. You got any, You got anything there, Nick? Not really. I'm just kind of surprised. I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, I don't understand it, I guess. What are you <laughs> doing over there, Colin? I'm just looking up more of the story, trying to get more information as it comes out. Hopefully even more information will come out as the uh, story progresses later in the week. All right. Well, we've hit the time for our final break of the show. This segment was sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. That is Parsons, Parsons Ford of Martinsburg.com. We'll be back for more of the sports mix. Maybe talk a little Kiebert Ruiz Nats debut. That and more coming up next on the final segment of the sports mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. When you've been in a wreck, you're hurting, you're confused, the insurance company's calling you. Insurance companies are not your friend. They have a duty to their shareholders, not to you. That's why you need to call us to make sure that you're maximizing what you are entitled to. We've recovered over $100 million for our clients. Every case is different, no result is guaranteed. But one thing's for sure, we'll treat you like family. NCAA Division II football returns to TV 10 with the Shepherd University Rams. Big hole for Sheldon Evans running off the left side. 15, 10, 5, end zone, touchdown, Sheldon Evans. This is Nick Verzellini, and be sure to join Travis Smith and me on Thursday, September 2nd, as the Rams travel to Ohio Dominican to take on the Panthers. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. Catch all the action all season long on TV 10 and the WRNR TV YouTube channel. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. All of this is done. Welcome back to the final segment of the Sports Mix. This segment brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We'll talk uh, some baseball here, some Nationals baseball. They're obviously out of it. They got, I think, what is it, a... 33 days or something left. They, their, their final series laps into the month of October and then they're done. But yesterday, they made it a very exciting move for the future. They brought up the second prospect that came back in the Scherzer and Turner deal that was a big-name prospect, and that's Cabert Ruiz. We kind of talked about it on the show a little bit yesterday about him making his debut. He made his debut last night. Uh, battery mates with... Josiah Gray, the other guy that was in the trade. So I think that'll be interesting going forward. Maybe next year they become the duo that plays together um, because they're they're familiar from not only this organization but the Dodgers organization now. So I think it'll be a pretty good thing going forward. But he went one for four, the bloop single in the eighth or ninth inning last night. I think he's got a lot of upside, though. Yeah, it definitely does. I know he struggled at the uh, start last night because I remembered uh, we talked about it yesterday, so I was looking on ESPN just to check the score of the Nationals and everything as well as some other scores. And I looked at the box score and saw that uh, he started 0 for 2, but I believe I think in uh, both at bats he was making contact. I think the first one was like a ground out, second one was a line out or something. So in the first game still making contact against uh, Wheeler, one of the more dominant pitchers there for the uh, Phillies is definitely impressive in your first game and hopefully it uh, – is something promising to come in the future? Yeah, I think that's pretty promising, and I think uh, he could be he could be the number one catcher. And I feel like we haven't really had a number one catcher since Wilson Ramos for the Nats, and, and then maybe um, why am I forgetting his name? Kurt Suzuki when he won the 2019 World Series. That's the number one catcher. I think it'll be interesting to see, and I think it's interesting to see what they do. Because you've had the two other guys, Riley Adams and Tress Barrera, up and playing. Somebody was the odd man out, and that odd man out was Tress Barrera. He had to go back down to AAA. But that's only because Davey Martinez and Mike Rizzo wanted to make it consistent at-bats. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to figure something out with their catcher situation. I do think Ruiz is the future there uh, based on his performances, more so at the minors than at the major league level. But... You know, getting a hit is a hit to begin his uh, Nats career. And, um, you know, he'll be productive for him, I think, in the future. And for catchers, too, I mean, offense isn't nearly as important as defense. So that will be the key for him. You know, as long as he's hitting, like, 240 to 260 is usually pretty good for a catcher. And then if you're an elite catcher, you know, you hit above that. So I think, um, you know, they, they see him as a, as a pretty good bat for the future based on uh, – production and stuff like that yeah i agree with nick there it's just somebody that you want to be able to rely on to be your uh full-on backstop and it seems like Ruiz can be somebody that uh the nationals can rely on 
Um, let's transition for a minute. Some breaking news out of Washington, out of Ashburn, I guess I should say, Ashburn, Virginia. Ben Standig now reports, at this point, Washington must move two more players by 4 p.m. to reach the 53 limit. Those thought to be on the bubble whose status we don't know yet include DeAndre Carter, Jared Norris, Shaq Chakatoni, Ricky Seals, June Jones, and Daryl Roberts. So not really any news there. I kind of misread that looking at it from afar. Um, but those are the guys. Four of those five guys will probably get cut. And I think the odd guy out, the guy that doesn't get cut, I think has to be Shaq Chakatoni because he's really – He's been mentioned a lot on the D-line. Yeah, and especially with a D-line that's as dominant as Washington, you want as many guys even to rotate in and out just to keep guys fresh and have that uh, power within it because that's going to be your core and the uh, best part of your game hopefully this year. I think my concern now for Washington is definitely in the secondary. So I'm interested to see if maybe they go out and try to acquire somebody in a trade that can maybe give them a boost because I don't, especially if cutting Jimmy Moreland today too, which we kind of touched on a little bit earlier in the show. I don't think, I think corner is probably their weakest position on the defensive side of the football. So I'm interested to see if they, if they maybe go out and make a move and go make a trade for somebody. Um, I think we got to, what about, what about cam? Because we touched on him earlier. Yeah, here we go. Do we have a? Do, does he have a uh, a spot for anybody? Do you guys think maybe somewhere else in the league would be a good fit? Uh, start off because I know before the show I was talking about it with you when we saw that the news broke that uh, Cam Newton was being cut by the Patriots, and I said a interesting landing spot for him would be the Philadelphia Eagles. I feel like Jalen Hurts just uh, being that young guy. You want somebody there for him that could possibly fit that same position and be that veteran and I think Cam Newton would do well within that Philadelphia Eagles organization yeah I think the only thing with the Eagles is they already traded for Minshew so I think they probably plan on starting Hurts until whenever and then they'll probably throw Minshew in there I think if Hurts struggles and if they were to bring Cam in there that just adds another piece to that puzzle and I don't I don't know if he would work out well in Philly. I mean, I could see it as a fit if they get in a situation where they feel like he'd be a major upgrade. Um, But then they'd probably have to do something with Flacco too, which would mean they're cutting him, which they might already do anyway. I don't know. But um, I don't know if I have one. I think Baltimore could be interesting if he's going to be a backup. Yeah. But, again, they they seem to really like Tyler Huntley, and I think they don't want to put him on the practice squad, so they'll probably keep him as a second string. Um, Maybe the football team, if they get desperate down the line. I mean, you always got the Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera But I don't really think they he's a great fit They didn't there do either. it last offseason, so yeah, why exactly. would they do That's it That's what I was saying is if they didn't do it then, why would they do it now, especially when you just got uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and you have a guy like Taylor Heineke. So I'm trying to think where would be a good situation for cam and i i can't think of one maybe houston i don't we still don't know about the houston situation well i, I read on I twitter i don't understand where the nfl hasn't come i guess there's nothing constituted there to do so but i, I don't know how accurate this source was because he wasn't verified but about it did say left. he was an nfl reporter 
And I read that he had tweeted – this person had tweeted that um, they're, they plan on not having Watson active for any of the 17 games, but they're going to pay him his $10 million or whatever. That's very interesting. <laughs> so he's on the trade block, though. So we'll see. All right. Well, that wraps up today's show. Uh, following today's show, in about 20 seconds, you'll hear the WVU Neil Brown press conference coaches show from Learfield. That was scheduled at noon, but due to our show, it now will air every Tuesday at 1 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll have some Shepherd stuff to look forward to and more. And we'll talk about the final cuts on tomorrow's Sports Mix.